0: Headliner Radio, the creative voice.
1: Today's podcast guest is California-based Portland country pop artist Dinah, who's just released a new single, Goodbye to Someday. This rising star joins Headliner today to explain how the song was inspired by the Chicago Cubs' World Series victory in 2016. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. And are you in LA today? I am. I just woke up in LA. I'm in Hollywood. Very nice. A lot nicer weather than probably in the UK right now. So I'm jealous. Is it raining? (laughs) It's always raining. The sun is out. Of course it's raining. Oh no. It's dark. It's raining. Here we are. But you know, it's nearly Christmas. So what are you going to (laughs) do? But you're from Portland, aren't you? So when did you move to
0: LA? I moved to LA about three years ago. It'll be almost three in March. Um, Yeah, that was like a really big change.
1: (laughs) carol bet is that purely for the music scene there and to get your yeah. music going
0: yep was um when I signed with saint and citizens I moved to LA to start like fully pursuing music um and yeah it's been quite the journey doing that
1: so was there not so much going on in Portland then in terms of getting the music going or was it just yeah. LA's where everything was going on
0: yeah, it was at the time. It was where I was making my album with my producers. Um, And then I... Yeah, basically I was just working at my parents' diner every day back home. And uh, then I decided to make the move uh and fully commit to music out here. So it was just the smartest thing to do to kind of like... And plus get out of my comfort zone. I had to do that. Mm, absolutely. And um
1: being a country pop sort of artist did you ever consider nashville was it just la all the way
0: you know country music was a part of my life because i grew up on a horse ranch and i loved country music just growing up i kind of once we moved away from the ranch and just had the diner i was like kind of moving away from country music So then I ended up finding this country music bar in the middle of Hollywood that was kind of like blossoming and I really wanted to sing there and I started about a year ago and like all of this country music came back into my life and I was like, Oh yeah, this is how I'm supposed to write and this is like what I'm supposed to do. And um so there's this like blossoming country scene happening in Hollywood and it for me it's like do I be on the forefront of that or do I go out to Nashville and be kind of not not that I feel like I'd be drowned out but I do feel like there are so many other blonde yeah, <laughs> country <laughs> artists there <laughs> that it's like, you know, it would be it's great exposure and like great connections but I also Don't want to get drowned out, I would say. So I'm kind of excited to be on this forefront of uh, this music scene here. And also there's this country artist, Nikki Lane, who uh, I met at Desert Five, who booked me for Stagecoach. And she lives in Nashville. And she was like, don't do it she's like that's where you go to die like, stay out here and just give it a go and then think about nashville so okay okay yeah you've
1: been there three years you can give it a go it's working and yeah so that's good right, um, right. okay and uh, obviously you've mentioned the diner and you know your mm-hmm. artist name is diner so i get kind mm-hmm. of the the link there so you mentioned you worked there and is it right did you work there since the age of five i don't know if that's a yes. mistake or oh, you
0: did okay. yes yeah my uh, parents, uh We moved from Chicago to Portland uh, when I was two. They found this little diner and the owner was laying on the floor drunk and was like, the next person that can come up with the money to buy this place can have it. And my mom was like, okay. (laughs) So she bought it and they just completely flipped the whole place around. And yeah, from as early as five, um, you know, walking around, taking orders, like... I started pouring coffee it was really easy to run the register so I started doing that as well and I've been working there my entire life and it's been a really cool upbringing
1: oh that's so cool do they still have the diner now
0: yes yeah my parents are still there every day um I'm excited to fly home for Christmas because it's like tradition that the whole family works on Christmas Eve so
1: I was gonna um, ask are they gonna get you putting an apron on doing a shift yep (laughs) every year straight back to it yep back to it yeah (laughs) that's amazing how did so where did the idea come from because it's obviously so ingrained in you that you've chosen it as your artist name as well what how has it had such a big effect on you and in terms of your music and shaping you as an artist well I
0: think like a lot of the story like as an artist you kind of just want to all you can do is really tell your story and like your journey so a lot of everything that I ever wanted to talk about was based on like growing up in the diner, like what it's like to deal with annoying people or like creepy men or people that are entitled or just like all those things that you deal with just being in customer service, you know? And like I watch my mom do it every day. My dad has to deal with it, my sister. And I think like that's just been such a huge part of my life and it's really shaped me. I've also had like a community of people that. Basically, raised me since before they could, like, I could see over the counter, you know? So it's just been such a big part of my life, and a lot of my music is inspired by that. And so I think how it started was I was just the local diner girl growing up, you know, going to high school. All the kids would come in on the weekends and I'd be serving them and, you know, dealing with the aspects of that. And so with. That I was like, oh, I want to make an album called Just Your Local Diner Girl. And then that kind of inspired this whole brand of like, you know, diner. And it, you know, I have this place that I go to in my head and maybe a lot of people do where it's like when you are working really hard, you kind of have to invent this like dream world where everything's okay. And like a lot of my music is inspired by that. And so local diner girl, then my artist name was just diner girl and now I've taken girl out and I'm just diner. Just diner. So that's kind of how that started. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I bet your parents loved that when
0: you told them. Yeah, they do. It's cute. My mom like is super supportive. She has like all these coasters with my face and song on it at the <laughs> diner, which is really weird, but it's Amazing. great at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's definitely going to make you do pictures with them when you come back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute, though. Oh, I love that. That's really nice. Were you always dreaming when you were at the
0: diner of wanting to make it in music or were you not even thinking of it then? No, always. I mean, I've been singing since I was two. I did, you know, American Idol, X Factor, America's Got Talent, The Voice. I tried out for everything. I um, tried out for every local musical. I never got the part I wanted. Um, And uh, yeah, I was always dreaming of it. I just could not wait to get out of there, I think, too. But I also, it also inspired a lot. Like, I would picture doing all my music videos in there, like flash mobs, you know, yeah. like musical dance scenes and all that so
1: okay so your daydreams are quite big in scale I love that Flash yes, mob. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. so how did you do on American Idol and X Factor and all that
0: um so I was told no basically my whole until I was 15 we flew to San Francisco and I was like just old enough to try out for um American Idol I did it and I got my first yes and that was insane because next thing I knew the the show flew out they filmed me on the horse ranch and in the diner and like they did a whole backstory on me I went to Hollywood I was 200 out of 72 or 74,000 people that auditioned that year okay so that was pretty insane it was like it was like my first yes the first like whirlwind of like oh okay like We have a shot, you know? Yeah, I went through Hollywood Week and then basically biffed it with my nerves and just being sick. And um, Uh honestly, I'm so grateful that I did leave that round because I was definitely not ready. I think that I had so much growing to do as an artist and as a person. And I'm like extremely grateful. And I'm also grateful that I signed those contracts uh, below the age of 18 so that I'm no longer... (laughs) you're not tied <laughs> into
1: them exactly yeah oh wow you did it so young as well okay I can see why you say you may not have been ready but no. kind of things have a habit of working out um as a when they're meant to I suppose 100% I'm doing this now that's good so yeah. if we get before we get into your new music just a bit on your background you know when you were a mm-hmm. kid like at the diner what, what were you listening to or making everyone else listen to what were the influences that were inspiring you at
0: the time well, so my mom was a punk rock star in the 80s and she, you know, toured with Black Flag and had a record with the Dead Kennedys. She like got in a fist fight with Courtney Love and like, she's just such oh. a cool <laughs> person. Like, yeah,
1: this sounds it.
0: Yeah, she's just awesome and she's the most supportive person. And so when it came to music, we were allowed like the best moments, we would have the CDs in the car and we would all listen to like, Carrie Underwood or the Chicks or um then we go into rock and then we listen to our favorite musicals or like I remember when hip hop came into it when we started getting older and um she just was so supportive that we could listen to whatever we wanted to and like over and over and over again in the car um and yeah so she was a huge influence and I think she also helped inspire like a lot of She's kind of like that missing factor of like why I do music. Mm. You know, I didn't really know how serious she was until I got a little bit older. And then it kind of made sense, like having that little bit of edge in me, like comes from her.
1: Okay. And
0: are we allowed to know what was the fist fight with Courtney Love about? (laughs) So so she was dating the uh, guitar player for Black Flag at the time. It was like her boyfriend. And uh, he cheated on her with Courtney. Oh. And at the time that was uh well, her and Courtney already had kind of like a beef because my mom's best friend Roddy, who is the keyboard player for Faith No More, um, is also best friends with Courtney. And so they uh kind of, you know, were in the same circle mm-hmm. and there was like a bit of jealousy going on there. Anyways, he uh she he cheated on her with Courtney, and so my mom walked up and told her that. I'm going to do the modest version of what she said, yeah. basically said she heard she sucks in bed, basically. I like, see. Like, she's bad in bed. Wow. And then they okay, went man. at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they went at it. And then I believe what happened was because my mom kind of stood up to her, Courtney liked that. And they kind of were like buddies after. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and so then they went shopping on Melrose and did that whole thing. But that friendship never really went anywhere
1: okay she's not auntie courtney okay got it no 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 (laughs) okay frenemies i love that well don't mess with your mom we've all learned something today so okay (laughs) exactly all right um and what about in terms of current artists who you like at the moment like who what was the last
0: gig you went to oh the last gig i mean i'm obsessed with casey musgraves i love her so much um she inspires a lot of what i'm doing now Um, The last concert I went to was Greta Van Fleet. I really, 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 really like them. I love rock music a lot. Um, And I think that country music and rock kind of can go together. And like, that's what I'm experimenting with. It's like the same chords. And um, yeah, Greta Van Fleet, I'm super inspired by them right now, even though they're a bit controversial being um, everyone thinks they rip Led Zeppelin off. But I think that they're doing their own thing enough.
1: (laughs) Okay. Got it. Um, so quite a different, well, big mix of stuff that you're into then. Yes. I mean the yes. Okay, cool. What about songwriting? Who, did you ever get inspired by a particular songwriter or this implements your style or when did you first start writing your own songs?
0: So after Idol, I went into the studio with this producer who just originally wanted me to sing demos for him, but then we started talking and songwriting and that's kind of how like I started growing as an artist. Um, but I'm really inspired by ELO, Electric Light Orchestra and Queen. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think there just should be no boundaries with music. And I think we get stuck in like these genres now. But I, I just I like the idea of a lot of musical changes in my music. And that's what inspires me to write, I would say.
1: Mm. And you say about, you know, getting stuck in genres there. It's interesting because people kind of cling on to just something to grasp when it comes to new artists. So for instance, probably people refer to you as a country artist or country pop, but how do you feel about that? Is that what you feel like you are or is that just an easy way for people to kind of, you know, in an instant understand you?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I definitely am a country artist, but I do think that it's the easy way to like grasp onto it, especially with just like the diner brand and everything. I think it's like a, a good like uh, outlet for it, but I, Definitely my music, like I'm experimenting on the indie side, like Phoebe Bridgers side and um yeah, I think it's gonna grow, but I think the foundation is country. It's gonna grow into other things naturally, but I yeah, country music is the is the is sums it up
1: yeah okay and what about I mean I have to say I love the visual that is sparkly cowboy hats the blonde hair thank you I have to say thank did you.
0: Dolly come into it at all or oh, is she a big absolutely. fashion inspiration yes
1: of oh
0: huge she's like every time I do a shoot or anything I'm like Dolly Parton inspired very like I want it to be timeless I want it to be a bit like over the top as well you know just dreamy and I think like there's just so much going on right now that is terrible and like I just you know, I think that music should be an escape a bit. And so I try to keep my brand in that realm of like Dolly Parton, like fun, you know, Barbie, you know what I mean? Like I, I try to keep it in that space. And I also really like Dolly has been really timeless too. And I take a lot of inspo from her.
1: And she's such a wonderful person. I'm, I'm not saying that such personally. I haven't met
0: her, unfortunately, but I've, for everything I've heard about her and you can't be sad
1: when you're listening to Dolly
0: Parton. You just can No, can't. She's, she's so amazing. I just, I love her so much. I adore her.
1: I think my mom went to Dollywood and said loads of her family works there in the gift shop or something.
0: Really? In a sweet way, not like a forced labor way. Yeah. They love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cute. That's in a really cute way. Cute. She's, yeah. She's such a good person. Definitely. I haven't met her either, but just from what I've just watching her talk listening to her talk because she's so amazing agreed absolutely
1: um okay let's talk about your so your new single goodbye to someday so i know Mm -hmm. and you would have probably gone over this a lot so this song is inspired by the chicago cubs Mm -hmm. world series victory in 2016 because your dad is such a huge fan so i'll let you tell the story on in your own words you know so what is the story behind this song in terms of when this idea came to you and why it was such a sort of impactful moment for you
0: uh, yeah. So my being born in Chicago, my dad was raised in Chicago. Uh, the Cubs have been like a super big part of my life. And my dad said my entire life, all he wants is for the Cubs to win the World Series before he dies. Right. And that's all he's ever wanted. And so when they were in that last game, we had to, like, I had to sit, on the stairs my mom had to sit outside on the porch my sister had to sit on the floor and my dad sat in the dining room with an inverted cap like we were so superstitious about like <laughs> about it it was just such a big deal it was hilarious looking at my mom sitting outside for it like
1: you know but uh how did your dad decide they, the positions for that
0: for good i luck? think what was happening was during the first game of that series is that's where we all were got it and it was, like, a win. And my mom, I think, was outside on a phone call. And so, like, we all just kind of, like, caught on to, like, our spots for every <laughs> okay. game. I
1: feel bad for your mom uh, if she wanted to watch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was hilarious. But she they just had to be there for the first pitch. And then we could do whatever we wanted. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, when they won, my dad, I've never seen him cry harder, which then spiraled into all of us crying really hard. Like, he fell to the ground, <laughs> head in the couch, just <laughs> man sobbing and we were all like a mess just crying and um the next day this commercial came out and my dad could not stop crying all week but this commercial came out of this little kid jumping around in a franklin park in like chicago and he is like the cubs win the cubs win and then at the end of it it says goodbye to someday like say goodbye to someday winning finally like they did it and so that has been like such a big memory for me and especially that like how that commercial made me feel. So I've always had like say goodbye to someday, like making all your dreams come true, like stuck in my head. And uh, this year I was in Nashville sitting at Red Door, this like divey, divey bar in Nashville, um, Music Row. And uh, I was telling that story and then I was like, goodbye to someday. I'm like, that's a song. Duh. Duh that's a song like i have to write that song and so i went back and forth about it being like a victory song like a you know like a a big game day victory song but that's yeah. like very difficult to write like that's a very high pressure you know like that can go corny really fast mm-hmm. Um, And so I kind of, I took it to different people, producers, and I just never really got it to a place that I liked or it was never really written right. And then I met Kevin Bard, who is out here in LA and he um, is a super amazing producer. He uh, came out Uh, or no we had our first session it's me him and emily reed and we're sitting there with a guitar in his living room and we i go goodbye to someday and they're like we love this idea it should be a love song and i was like really and they're like yes i'm like okay let's do it then and uh so we wrote goodbye to someday in an hour like front to back on the guitar went into the booth cut it walked out with the demo basically done and ready to go uh that day and it was like okay I think this is the first single
1: okay wow that's so quick and I have to ask did your dad cry when you told him what you'd done and he had the song
0: you know he's such a tough. He, I know that he appreciates it, but he's not showing it. Okay, he only cries yeah. when they win.
1: Got it. No, if you write exactly. songs that inspired by, I'll, I'll, it's only the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So I saw. So your next song is going to be Lasso the Moon.
0: Yeah. So what can you tell me about that at this stage? Um. Well, I fell in love this year and I started writing love songs, which is really weird for me. But I wrote Last of the Moon with Kevin Bard and Emily Reed again. Um, And I'm really, really proud of this one. It's definitely got a country way more of a country feel than Goodbye to Someday Um, and it comes out January 10th and I'm really excited about it and uh, it's like a fairy tale love song, another one and uh, it was, I got the idea of Last of the Moon from It's a Wonderful Life uh, which is a Christmas movie anyway, Um, but yeah I've always loved that he said he would if he, if she asked for it, he would Last of the Moon down for her and I've always had that stuck in my head and so that was an easy song to write mm, okay. based off that movie.
1: Great film as well. I think it's about time mm-hmm. to watch it. It's always so much darker than I remember it being. I know. Like, oh, well, this isn't such a fairy time. Mean, it's no, it's not a fairy tale. It's
0: very dark, that film. It is. Yeah. It's a Christmas Eve tradition for my family. We watch it and we just cry our eyes out.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every year. got to watch it. And what's another yeah. one? Home Alone. That's always good. It's a good one. Elf. Elf. Yes, I'm trying. Oh, the Muppet! I love the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, I I really recommend it. It is so great and so heartwarming. Like at the end, you'll be probably sobbing because they've got amazing musical numbers in it as well. Really? Yes. Okay, I'll watch it. And it's like there's always memes about it because Michael Caine goes so hard in it. As like you know, he's surrounded by a cast of Muppets and he is taking it. It's like he's in a Shakespearean play. He is just taking it so seriously. It's great. Yeah. okay so aside from the music stuff so i was watching um what's it called hot ones the other day you know with the when they eat the wings and they get the guests on and you know see them sweat essentially um but the guy asked cardi b uh you know is there anything you're interested in that people don't know about or you wish that people asked you and she said that she loves aliens and the art of war or learning about it so i'm curious is there anything about you that you're interested in that's weird or do you have a useless talent or anything like that um,
0: I would have to say like I have a Rick and Morty tattoo. I really am obsessed with Rick and Morty oh, and geez. I also love playing Call of Duty okay. and snowboarding. Nice. I have to say yeah. my favorite
1: Rick and Morty is the one with the Mr. Mises. <laughs> oh my god, that's one of my
0: favorite episodes. That's such that's, it's so hilarious. It's great. So where's the tattoo? <laughs> Um, It's right on my forearm. I was uh, out drinking in Venice Beach and all my friends stopped into this tattoo parlor and I was like, oh, Rick and Morty, my favorite show. Yep. I'll just get their faces tattooed on my arm permanently <laughs> for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> okay good call it's a good call
1: when in Venice beach why not yeah um okay let's move on to a little bit of like the tech side of things so you know if you're i don't know if you've got a home studio set up something like that but um you know as you all know a lot of artists do demos from home and put their ideas down unless they're in the studio like you said doing a song in literally one hour but so i know you're using an akg c is it 214 condenser mic that's right so for anyone listening this is a cost effective alternative to the high-end AKG C414 family of mics which are in the world's biggest recording studio so just to ask the obvious how is the AKG C214 how does it
0: sound and how have you been using it um honestly it's great I'm using it right now um it's I have a little home studio and uh it's affordable and it sounds really clear and it's small and i can hold it in my hand um and also can travel with it which has been awesome um but yeah i love it it's been a great great alternative to what i usually use
1: oh fantastic did you notice anything in particular about you know the difference in sound of what maybe you were using before or anything when you hear the tracks back
0: uh yeah the there's like no feedback because well I was recording honestly on my Xbox headphones, like because I would travel and I would use my like call of duty headphones to record my music, (laughs) which was such a pain. And so now that I have the AK, the AKG, um, it's been great. It doesn't pick up any like as it just sounds clear. It's, I can use it like to record all of my demos and it sounds amazing. Oh, that's
1: so good. And um, so why is having a mic like this so key for an artist? You know, you might be needing to get down an idea really quickly, you know, to just doing a demo all the way to home recording. Like how does it give you that confidence that, you know, what you're going to record sounds good?
0: Honestly, it's really simple. Like I think um, just like even the setup of it, it's like, it's been really simple. There's not a lot of settings on it. It's just something you can plug in. It's light and it's easy to use and you can just, like start recording and you don't have to worry about anything really it's been like just easy okay
1: cool and final question on the mic if you had someone that was wondering about buying it you know an emerging artist or someone that likes to record at home and do vocals what would you say in terms of
0: like why they should get it um I, I mean I would recommend it because it's lightweight and it's affordable and it does the job and uh yeah i I would definitely suggest that everybody gets it because it's easy. It's easy to use, which I think is super important because I don't like things that aren't easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You don't need a barrier when it comes to getting ideas no. down. No one does in technology. No. They need everything to work, whether it's the speakers, the door. So yeah, that makes total sense. Exactly. Um, okay. And I know you're currently working on your debut EP so that's going to be released 2024 so what can you tell me about that at the moment what can anyone expect or are you keeping
0: it a bit more secretive at the moment um i'm keeping it a bit secretive but i will say that it is going to be uh not all country music it's going to kind of uh run into some indie a little bit like i'm going to do some experimenting and then there's a bit of rock and roll so um i think I just want to show the broad spectrum of music that I can make, but it can still be me. And so I'm really excited to do that. And I think I'm going to do it all with Kevin Bard and Emily Reed, who I wrote Goodbye to Sunday and Last of the Moon with. So.
1: Oh fantastic. Combination there. Okay then. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna let you go then and good luck with the EP and everything and the shift at the diner. Have an thank amazing you. Christmas as well. Thank you so much. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Been great to meet you. And thank you so much. So I thank will talk you to so you. Thank you so much. Next. Thank you. Bye.
0: Headliner Radio. Supporting the creative community.